Hello everybody and welcome back once again to the final word here on Talking Wolves. Uh, another one of our podcasts following the nil-nil draw with Chelsea. Uh, I'm going to be alongside four guests today, two of which we haven't heard from before as well. Uh, so really looking forward to it. Uh, of course, all of this is recorded and uh, live on YouTube. Uh, so if you ever do have the opportunity to watch it, be sure to keep your eye out on our socials to find out when we go live. It's normally around 24 hours after the game and uh, yeah if you want to watch any of this back on youtube it will be on our youtube channel youtube.com forward slash talking wolves uh but yeah hopefully you enjoyed the final word on chelsea nil wolves nil my first guest today is a fellow talking wolves member uh, a blogger on our website kieran barker first appearance on the youtube channel kieran how you keeping i'm all right mate yeah, very well, thank you. Look, yesterday, finally, uh, well, you could say a decent point. I knew it was going to cause debate on social media and the YouTube comment section yesterday, but a lot of people seem to be fairly satisfied with the point. I think everybody sort of appreciated and understood what Nuno went for in that game. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. I think the, the clean sheet was the main thing, the point after the recent form. I think it was 12 games without a clean sheet in the league. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it wasn't pretty... We don't want to see much more of that. That's not what we want to watch. But actually, sometimes you have to you have to just grow results out in a clean sheet. And against the side that are obviously motivated by the new manager being there, they all want to impress. And they did well because Chelsea didn't really have a clear-cut chance. I mean, we touched no. the ball a handful of times and actually had probably two of the best chances to win the game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think really, really good defensively. Obviously, there can be a lot more coming forward. But for, for, for that game, definitely a, a good point and a good performance. Yeah, like you say, I mean, Wolves very rarely touch the ball. Uh, but you saw... Um, sorry, I've got my stream open now. I can hear myself. Um, yeah, we saw, obviously, Wolves um, not touch the ball much, but Chelsea dominating possession. But like you said, just create absolutely nothing. Um, you know, Callum Hudson-Odoi whipped in a couple of decent balls right across the face of goal. Um, but Wolves dealt with it quite well. What were your, you know, are you happy with that point though? Are you happy the Wolves got a clean sheet? Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll be one of those fans that, yeah, we, we did well, but let's make sure we don't do that against Palace on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought for the game, I thought we've got to do something similar to what we did at Old Trafford and, and just absolutely first prim primary objective, do not concede. Keep it tight. We, showed, we probably did show a bit more attacking intent at Old Trafford. We had a couple of chances in the first yeah. half there, but... Um, obviously, we, we, we got the point against Chelsea. That's what matters. I think, yeah, hudson Adoy caused ignoring problems in the first half. I actually think Hoover coming in on the right, Samedo had a, a good game, one of his best in a Wolves yep. shirt, to be fair to him. Um, second half, they didn't, other than the header and stoppage charge from the corner, that, I don't really think they had a, a good chance. There was that one long-range shot, I think it was Pulisic, maybe, um, that deflected. It was a good save from Patricio, but yep. they didn't really have a clear-cut chance. Um, that, was, that was the main thing, really. Yeah, and Wolves, you know, Wolves had one or two half chances themselves. Um, we saw, obviously, Neto have a chance, which I think Pedenz may have been just offside, to be fair, when he played the ball through. Um, and there was a chance where I think we had a set piece from Ranger, I think just after William Jose, come on, because he had the ball on the edgy area and I, I just wanted to see him put his foot through it and in the end it somehow ended up all the way back. But, you know, we did threaten them and I think that's obviously what Nuno wanted to, to try and do. Um, we saw it at Stamford Bridge a couple of years ago. We played the exact same way. I think it was a Jotter and Jimenez counter-attack and we grabbed the goal. Yeah. I think unfortunately that day it's when Hazard, you know, came on and scored an equaliser. But um, is this what Nuno's going to have to do, especially against the big teams, to try and, and play like this again, grind out results? Because to be fair, 
you can pick out a couple of games over the last couple of years in the Premier League where Nuno has done the same thing to try and get points. Yeah, and he's done it successfully, particularly in the first season back. And there are examples of it last year. I think at home as well, yeah, you want to see a bit more attacking intent. Absolutely. But um, you look at what happened when we tried to go and attack Liverpool at Anfield a couple of months ago and we got absolutely torn apart 4-0 and it could have been more. Uh, and we played four at the back and we, we yeah, we went, we had a lot of the ball actually at times in that game and we had some chances, but at the end of the day, we'd lost 4-0. Chelsea yeah. wasn't pretty, we've come out with a point. Um, United wasn't pretty and we were unlucky not to come out with a point. So um, for, for big games away from home, yeah, for the time being, absolutely. Particularly when we're not in a good run, it's about getting the, getting the results. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people talking about the amount of possession that Chelsea had and the amount of passes they they played and and were successful. But at the end of the day, next year, when you look at the, the results, it's going to say Wolves nil, Chelsea nil. It's not going to say passes completed, is it? So, you know, it's a point on the board for us. I think it's positive. Um, bit of a surprise with the team selection in terms of actually who started. But obviously, seeing Pedence back, William Jose in the squad as well. Um, what did you think of Jose's small cameo towards the end of the game? Yeah, good. Well, from the starting lineup to have, for them for the front three to work when you play Pedence, Neto, Troyore. For me, for that to work, Troyore has to play well. Troyore has to be at his best. <laughs> yeah. If Troyore yeah. isn't at his best, that three just doesn't work. And Troyore wasn't at his best. We have seen examples of it work, but mm. um, Troyore needs to be there to link it and to get them up the pitch. And that wasn't that didn't happen. So Jose coming on was good. Did he didn't have much of the ball in the final third. I mean, we didn't in general, but he yeah. did actually help us keep possession further up the pitch. There was a few mm -hmm. times, uh, his first touch on a couple of occasions was off, but that'll come. But um, yeah, he helped us keep the ball further up the pitch um, and I'm, I think relieved the pressure actually in the last 20 minutes at times. Yeah. I mean, when he came on, he was just, it was, I knew he was tall, but he just looked huge compared to everyone else. I mean, I suppose when you're playing Pedence up front, it's a bit of a, <laughs> a difference, but I, I do agree with the, the Adama thing really, because, you know, we held Chelsea quite well in the first half um, and I felt like exactly the same as you really. For that front three to work, we need to get Adama on the ball. He didn't really, t I can't remember him touching the ball much at all in that first half. And when he did in the second half a little bit, he drew a couple of fouls. He got us up the pitch a little bit more as well. Um, so I think that is vital. And this season, we just, I think last season, Adama was just so consistent, wasn't it? You know, we, I think with Raul, he was able to link up a lot better. He was getting a lot more of the ball and we were seeing that a lot more consistently. Whereas this season, in terms of his dribbles and, and chances created, he's actually sort of on par with last year. Yeah. But we've just not seen enough of it, are we, throughout the game? Um, no. I, I remember players like Bakary Sacco as well, back in the, in the Championship and League One. He could be quiet for 80, 80 minutes of a game, but he just needed the ball once and he'll make something happen. And, and I think we just need to see that spark and final end product a little bit more uh, from Adama as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's not scored, I think it's now 38 Premier League games and that's mm -hmm. a season. Effectively, he's not scored in a season. Um, and yeah, it's not good enough. But he... He does a lot more than goals assists. We can be defending leads and he gets us up the pitch, which is, which is massive when we're defending leads sometimes. But he's got yeah. to go. I mean, he scored yeah. a great goal against Palace. We need to see more of that. Um, <laughs> we need to see more goals and assists from him because it's just not quite there. And he, to be fair to him, a lot of the balls up towards the front three were, were high, hopeful clearances, which I mean, Neto and, and Pedenza have got no chance and Troy Race trying to feed off scraps. And yeah, he, he was unlucky in that respect, but we, in general, we've got to see more. We've got to see more from him. Yeah, someone said in the chat as well. Adama slipped a good five times. I noticed that as well. Like, it was as if yeah, yeah. I can't clear. It was as if he was playing trainers or something. <laughs> Every time the ball could close to him, he just slipped over. Um, Matt Pav, he reckons Adama would be better off in the middle. 
possibly yeah. in that in that scenario, if you're playing with the, the middle three, I don't rate him as, uh, as a striker, if I'm honest. Uh, but I think if you're playing with that situation where you're almost playing strikerless and relying on the, that 4-3-3, three, three, I think probably um, that that could work a little bit more as well. Um, Kieran, obviously we're moving on to Palace now on Saturday. How how have Wolves got to approach that game? How have Wolves got to start in that game to make sure we can get three points? The, the basis, the foundation has to be the same. We have to go in and go back to our roots of we're, we're a good team defensively. We don't give anything away. We don't give anything stupid away. We've got to go back to that. But we have to see more going forward. We can't we can't turn up a Selhurst like we did it against Chelsea because you accept it against Chelsea. You accept playing like that if you get a point out of Stamford Bridge. But that's only acceptable if you go and follow that with a win or at least a good performance at, at Palace. They're not in great form. They're not a brilliant side. I think we've beat them three times in six months. Yeah, that's yeah. So, um, yeah, we've got to go there. It's not a must win, but we have to go there and put on a good performance. Um, but the, the base of the performance has to be the same. We have to be tight. We can't give anything away. But I'd like to see a lot more a lot more going forward. And I'd like to see a, a strike from the pitch, whether that be Silva or, or Jose. I can't see it being Catroni, but one of them, I think, has to be on the pitch from the start. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Uh, Aitnori apparently took a little knock. That's why he came off at half time yesterday, supposedly. I felt it, I thought it could have been tactically anyway. Um, Sam Banks said he wants to see the same 11 as that game. Um, but Joe saying Fanetta or Pudence, out with that front for you, would you change? I mean, it's pretty certain almost that William Joe say should start. But out of that front for you, who do you drop? Uh, based on form, I'd probably say Traore and. Off the bench, Troy Ray can give us a lot. I think Neto has obviously been our player of the season, and he was he was actually probably the best of the front three at Chelsea. He, he tried to make things happen when he could. Um, Pudence just come back from injury. We've missed him, particularly in the games against Everton and Albion. I think he could have made the difference in both games to get at least a point from them. Um, I'd probably go with them either side of, of Jose or, or Silva and, and have Troy Ray off the bench. I think Troy is actually more effective off the bench, or he has been in the last few months at least. Yeah, what did you think of uh, Kilman yesterday as well? Obviously, he came in for Sace. Apparently, again, he's nursing a little uh, injury. Uh, but Kilman came in. I thought he did all right, didn't he? Yeah, I mentioned it in the in the player ratings. And I think that actually he's probably stuck a claim to be a mainstay on the side. I mean, Bolly and Sace have had good moments this season and they've both actually shown to be inconsistent as well, both at times. Um, I don't think I've hardly seen Kilman put a foot wrong, especially defensively. I think he was really yeah. good yesterday in the air, blocking, yeah. uh, blocking tackles. But he wasn't his calm self on the ball. He gave the ball away a few times um, and he's usually pretty good with that, but they were pressing quite high up the pitch and we only had two in the middle, so he didn't have much to aim for, to be fair to him. But um, defensively, really good. And I think, for me, he starts ahead of Sadie's on current form at the minute. Yeah, I mean, like Luke Davis has literally echoed more or less what you said. Uh, don't, do you think we should play Kilman more? I think he hasn't put a foot wrong. Look, he got an opportunity earlier on in the season when there were injuries. Again, he was fantastic. I think out of the games he's played, he had... <sighs> You could argue one poor game, I reckon. Um, but other than that, he's been he's been for a player that's never really consistently played at this level. You know, he had a, a couple of stints in the Europa League last season. He's been some of yeah. his performances have been immaculate, really. So uh, yeah, and like you said, if Aitnori is has got a knock, we we could see say go to left wing back against Palace possibly, um, and Kilman would keep his place anyway. And I think the whole reason Sace was playing at left wing back towards the start of the season was. Nuno was almost trying to shoehorn 
Sace in because Sace had started off the season all right, but Kilman was almost undroppable, wasn't he? So, um, yeah, yeah, I think we could see that scenario uh, definitely. Um, Chaotic Rager, as always said, our passing needs to be better. It's been a bit lacklustre. We, we were a little bit sloppy on the ball yesterday. We just couldn't seem to get our foot on the ball. But do you think that Kieran was maybe because of the midfield situation? I mean, we had a two-man midfield with Chelsea we were just surrounding that, weren't yeah. they? I was thinking earlier um, about Randy. when Jose come on, I thought, could we also have took uh, either Pedence or Troy? I think we're still on the pitch. No, Neto and Troy are still on the pitch. And I thought, could one of them come off for Matinho or Otisawi or Vitinha? And perhaps mm. Vitinha could have played higher up the pitch, but centrally. And we could have had a bit more of a foothold in midfield and we may have had a better chance of keeping the ball. I know, yeah. I know fans would say, oh, well, I don't want to see a striker come off and a midfielder come on. We've hardly had the ball anyway, but actually we could probably have kept possession a bit better with an extra midfielder on the pitch and had a better yeah. chance of getting up the pitch then. Um, I thought probably Vitinha probably would have been best suited for that, um, sitting in front of Nevers and Dendonka and behind the two up front. But um, that's something to think about, I suppose. If we're going to stick with a, a three at the back, you got Atasawi as well. And um, Dendonka... Then Donker could play that role, but he's starting to annoy me and a lot of other people getting into the box. He gets in such great positions and he, he could easily have scored 10 goals this season. Yeah. He's world class. Yeah, he's getting a lot of comparisons to Suchek, I think, at West Ham as well. A, yeah. a midfielder of a similar build who's scoring a lot of chances, isn't he? Like in front of goal, he's uh, he's scoring a lot of chances. Um Joe has said, is Samedo overrated to justify his price tag? I mean, we spoke a little bit about it earlier, but he's got to be up there with one of the better players last night, hasn't he? Yeah, he was. I mean, people who read the, the Talking Wolves content will know I was quite critical of him earlier on in the season. Um, I think that was justified. But the last month or so, a couple of months, he's definitely come on, definitely improved. Is he justifying his price tag at the minute? No. Um, but he definitely could. If he keeps improving, then absolutely. The sign's there to show he is a, a really good Wing back, definitely a wing back and not full back. I think that's been proven in the last few yeah. weeks. Um, and he, he went on the left yesterday. I think, um, I can't remember who it was, got in behind him early on in the second half. But other than that, um, he was pretty solid. Tried to get forward where possible, but defensively was very, very good yesterday. Probably his best performance for all, I think. Um, just find his price tag at the minute, no, but definitely could do if he carries on improving as he has done recently. Uh, hopefully in the games, like against the teams like Palace, who may sit back a little bit on Saturday, might be able to see him push forward a little bit more. Because I think there were the odd spell yesterday when he got the ball and drove it forward. His final ball wasn't great, yeah. I think. But, you know, he, he was he was working uh, forward, gaining some yards. So definitely yeah, potential there for him to do well. A couple of people saying Samedo was our, our best player. And another shout there as well. If Aitnori is obviously out, Samedo on the left. Keanu Hoover right back. We we may well see that. To be fair, to to keep that I think sort of natural. Be my, be yeah. my preference for a game like Palace. I think if we were going back into a game such as Chelsea, I probably would be more inclined to put Sace in. But for me, going to Palace, we need to be on the try and be on the front foot for the majority of the game. I think I'd rather see Hoover and, and Samada rather than Sace in a wing back position. Sace at wing back, he did a good job there, especially defensively. But it just looked a bit unorthodox when he was going forward. It was a bit rigid. I mean, he scored that good goal. It was offside at Leeds. I remember oh, that. Man, yeah, that was a good goal. That, he, he just, he just too rigid going forward. There wasn't enough. Um, I like him. He, he's been brilliant for us. He's still a great player. But I think at the minute, particularly for the Palace game, I'd like to see Hoover and, and Samedo. Yeah, and uh, obviously Johnny as well. Not too far away. So I think that would be a massive, massive addition back into the squad when, uh, when he's back fit as well. Uh, Kieran, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, man. Hopefully we can get you on again sometime soon. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cheers, man. No problem at all. And uh, I'll see you soon, man. Thanks a lot for jumping in. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye.
Right, guys, so that was Kieran. Uh, big thanks to him for jumping on. Uh, he does a lot of top, uh, content for Talking Wolves, the written stuff, to be fair. So every match day, really, he's, he jumps on the previews, uh, reports, or the match ratings. So definitely be sure to check that out. He did the ratings for last night's game uh, on our website, talkingwolves.co.uk. Um, to confuse you all now, we've got uh, Kieran. <laughs> we've got uh, Kieran from Ireland. Mate, how's it going? Thanks for jumping on. Uh, thanks for having me, Dave. It's a pleasure. No problem, man. Uh, look, a nil-nil draw against Chelsea yesterday. What did you think? Do you think Wolves should have attacked a little bit more or are you happy just to get another clean sheet and a point? Well, I think with the recent record of the clean sheets defensively, I think it was important that we went there and we didn't concede. I wouldn't necessarily agree with playing that kind of way in in any matches really bar yeah. maybe Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool away because realistically we're not going to get anywhere playing like that against teams around us like Palace that were playing at the weekend, of course. We... I thought we were very solid defensively. We really didn't give Chelsea a clear-cut opportunity at all. Like Kovacic yeah. had that shot from distance. But other than that, Patricio wasn't really worked. Um, I don't think the false nine works at all, to be honest with you. Especially with Pedence in the central role. Either maybe put Neto or Traore there. I just think he's too small. I think in the first half, our only out ball was maybe Patricio going short to Cody and then looking up to Semedo, which uh, isn't exactly <laughs> ideal for someone that's five foot five there. But, uh, yeah, I think there's positives to take from it. Obviously, the fact that we've got that first clean sheet since we uh, beat Palace 2-0 at home in the league, which is a it's a massive boost for us. Um, I really do think that a striker has to play at the weekend. I think that's absolutely vital if we're going to go to Palace and win, which I think it's a game we really should win. We have a good record against them. We've beaten them playing a five and a four this season. So it's really up to Nuno come Saturday what he decides to do. Yeah, so ahead of that game, what sort of formation do you reckon? Do you think Wolves should stick with that shape, but maybe with a proper, like you say, proper striker? Or, do you, or could you see him going with a back four? I could see him going with a four. Personally, I think he, he should stick with the five. It's got his two clean sheets in a row, albeit the, the game at Chorley wasn't exactly <laughs> a clean sheet to, to yeah. laugh about. But um, no, I do think uh, similar formation. Of course, Aitnori looked like he was really struggling the first half towards the end. Um, but Aitnori coming off... I. Don't know. I think Semedo he did very well in the second half of the in the left wing back position, but I do also agree that Kilman has come in and played really well this season. So I think with Marcel always injured, why you just try Sice at left wing back again, or if you go to a four, um, maybe bring Huever in and move Semedo over to the left. But I think the same midfield and Donker and Nevis and Donker is really frustrating me at the moment. Every time he seems to get in a good position, he always seems to squander it but I'm sure it'll eventually come he's better at using his head than he is with his feet at the moment but uh, yeah I think a front three maybe Neto Traore has been a bit of an iffy one lately hasn't he he's not been yeah. very good at all I think Link will play certainly misses playing with Jimenez really he does because like in the last year or so I remember a year ago that goal against Liverpool was so well yeah. worked but like I do think that maybe he should drop out and it should be a Jose or a Silva front three with Neto and uh, Pedence. But I do think yesterday that you know Mr. Trick by of course it got us a decent result, but by playing the the three up top, I do think that either Silva, Catroni, or William should have started. Yeah, or maybe yeah, I I agree with that actually. If you know if he dropped maybe one of those or or two of those, you could even start Neto up front with Fabio Silva and, and then have someone like Vitinha in there. I think we could have won the midfield battle a little bit more, have it a bit more of an out, outlet because, like I said, uh, to Kieran won. Um, you know when we had the we did struggle when Chelsea had possession. It was as if that we were a man or two short because they had so many people in the middle and it's just Neves versus and and Dendonka versus that Chelsea midfield. 
yeah, it was very crowded at times. Of course, you had Jorginho, Kovacic, and then Ziyech coming in as well from the right. So Neves and Dendonka didn't stand much of a chance. I would have liked to have seen us take a similar approach as we did at Man United. I think uh, we played, um, I think it was Neto up top with Vitinha just behind in the in the attacking midfield role. And I think yeah. Vitinha had a great first 25, half an hour at Old Trafford when that game towards the end where we lost, which we didn't deserve to. But I was glad that we were able to resolutely hang on to the point yesterday. But yeah, I think a more midfield solidity. Maybe Matinho's drop, well, dropping, benching, whatever you want to call it, was deserved. I don't think he's been up to scratch at all lately, really. Um, but to see us, we didn't have many opportunities from set pieces, of course, yesterday. But mm-hmm. uh, Donker's header again in the first half, it's it one you point to again. Like he's got to be doing a bit better <laughs> from that kind of position. Um, but in the second half, of course, Neto is great chance. It could have been the ultimate smashing grab, which what. You know, maybe known for sometimes with us as the Wolves manager, like just one chance at all it takes, and that turns one to three. Like so, yeah. I thought I thought we played quite well. I thought Cody demanded the back three really well, a much better game than he had against West Brom. Of course, I think he's much better playing in the middle of a three than he is. Yeah. I don't I don't think he can play as a four. And if we were to play as a four, it might be a bit of a controversial call. But I say to play Sice and Bolly because Sice's distribution is good. I just. I don't really think Cody's up to scratch to play in the four, as we've seen recently. I thought Semedo did very well when he moved over to the left last night, though, as well. He's uh, very competent on that side. And uh, I think we've also got a real steal off Liverpool with Keanu Haver. I think he's been a right bargain so far and really slipped into the defence whenever he's needed, really. Well, apart from when he subbed on right wing against everything. Don't know what <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think I agree with the Cody. I think when we moved to uh, the back four and he played, I think he played all right in his first game there, and I thought, all right, this could be uh, this could be decent. But um, there were just even times yesterday where uh, if we played with a four, like there was one chance. Um, I feel I think it was Havertz sort of ran for on goal, and, and Cody turned so slowly towards the ball, and I thought, what is he doing? And I think if that was in a back four, he could have been caught out, but because he's in a back five. Of course, like you say, his distribution is great. But if he does make that mistake, normally he's got another defender there to support him as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I do agree. I think, you know, he's much better in a five. I wish it worked in a four because I think he could, if he, he if he did work in a four, he'd, he'd be walking in every England squad, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's a shame, really. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, I think you remember that Havertz thing. He just got the ball in the first half on the edge of the centre circuit and just drove through. The, <laughs> that was it, yeah. The midfield was completely non-existent. It was like, where are they as well? But yeah, yeah it's, like you said, he, he he's in the England reckoning at the moment. We know Gareth Southgate's uh, really, really likes him at the moment. Uh, but I just think, yeah, his defending could be a lot better. He actually won the ball off Havertz there in that, in that challenge you mentioned, but he's just... Very slow at turning, and I don't don't think he's quick enough really to play in the in the four. Like against Arsenal when we went there, that was the first full game we played the four. Yeah. Where Jimenez got that awful injury, it's great to hear that he's he's nearing a return, maybe towards the end of the season. But I do think we played well that night. But I do also think there were better defending set pieces with the five. Chelsea are the best like attacking team from set pieces in the league, and. Bar William Jose's heroic block there at the end from that <laughs> header. I thought it was John Egan against uh, us back in the oh, yeah. exact same position, exact same header. Yeah, yeah great block. But um, yeah, I just think that we can, we can, we can do a lot better going forward than we did yesterday. I just think we lacked in an attacking area, and that was, I'm sure, all all down to Nuno saying that. But uh, I'm sure he'll be very happy with the points. I'm pleased we're getting the points. Chelsea's not a 
easy place to go. Only um, uh, Liverpool and Tottenham have stopped them from scoring there this season. So I think we've done very well. Yeah, huge. There's a lot of talk in the the comment section about transfers. Obviously, there's about, well, not even a week left now, a few days left of the transfer window. Do you think there's still some obvious, any obvious areas that you think maybe Wolves need to strengthen or get maybe one more player in a certain position before the end of the window? I do think that a, a centre back is is what we need. I know I know Kilman, Kimmel and Bolly have come in very well uh, in the last couple of games, but I do think that we need more depth and more quality in that position. And of course, maybe it's not an urgent um, need at the moment because, of course, you've got Fitinha, Nevis, and Don Camutinho. But I do think we need, if we want to push on to the next level, just solidify the, the Premier League status this season and just maybe a bit of a run in the FA Cup and try and bring in a, a like a top quality midfielder that we know that Mendes can um, can attract for, for us as well. Yeah, I know there was um, there's a few there's a few uh, shouts of some players. Obviously today they were saying that Ainsley Maitland Knowles could be leaving Arsenal on loan. Obviously Wolves had strong interest in him, but since then we've brought in a couple of wing backs, which is maybe an area. But again, he could play central midfield. Um, and there's obviously a couple of other shouts in the chat as well. Uh, Kieran, looking ahead to Palace, Palace though, what major changes? If if Nuno went with that same shape as he did against Chelsea, what changes would you make ahead of the Palace game? Um, bit of a controversial one. I'd give Traore uh, another chance on the right with Neto on the left. And Pedence, I just I thought I thought he did quite well last night. I don't think he looked as sharp and as energetic as he normally does when he gets on the ball. So I would drop. Pedence just for either Silva or Jose. Really, it's a. It seems to be we have to play as a striker. Of course, Palace have got really physical and strong centre backs, and of course, like if we if we do play Sice at left back, of course, uh, on on Saturday and left wing back, he he got sent off there last season. Of course, when he was coming up against Zaha, so we just we need him to be careful. And we need to keep our discipline. But I do think that we can we can go to Palace. We we can. Get get a win. It's like it's really possible. We need we need to win. Really, I think I read today that we're the that over the last ten games with Sheffield United winning at Old Trafford last night. I think we're the worst for form in the entire league, which is not good at all. <laughs> not great now <laughs> at all for us. Yeah, just um, I have to mention last night. Of course, I said the set pieces. We were better at defending them this season. Of course, we've let in so many from. I think we've let four set opposition centre back score against us. And I'm happy like that last night we managed to really nullify that threat because like Sil Silva's good in the air. I remember Zuma, and of course he didn't play last night, but uh, he nearly scored at Molyneux. I think he hit the bar with a header in the game we beat Chelsea 2-1. So mm. I was happy to see we looked a lot more resolute in defending the set pieces last night because it's really the second balls and like the flick on for Jai's goal and the derby. Gabriel's header against us was just another cross in. So I think, yeah, being, being disciplined in... Defending set pieces really helped us last night. And overall, a, a good point. We look to try and get a couple of points out, out of the games against Palace and Arsenal as well. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed we get a, get a win. Um, yeah, there's a few a few shouts again about the transfers. Uh, Nuno out in the chat. He says, uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, versatile player, can fill most roles. I say go for him if you want to move. Again, not a bad option. You, you guys have seen with some of the injury issues that we've had this year. Uh, Maitland-Niles can cover both wing-back areas and midfield. Um, and even wings, so you know that could be the perfect uh, scenario for for Nuno. Really, um, 
another one there from Harry. Let's get through this season. Let's have a proper pre-season to properly get sorted and regroup as a unit. I mean, Kieran, that's that was one of the issues for Wolves. We literally we didn't have a pre-season. Nuno has tried a different system, and then we've seen all these extra injuries as well. I mean, the obviously last couple of weeks. Uh, last couple of weeks, we've spoken about Nuno's position as manager. There have been some people that aren't too happy with how he's been performing. Some people can understand it. What what's your what's been your stance on that, really? Oh no, I'm definitely still still Nuno in. I do think he can definitely turn this round. Like last night is a sign that they are still definitely playing for him, and they're they're still definitely behind him. I'm still behind his ideas. I think he he tries little variations that just don't quite go to plan. But you do think that another day with another couple of players back from injury, that it will really click. I do think that the forward does definitely have potential, but only with well, a good quality centre-half being brought in to maybe play with Bolly or Cody in that four. But, um, yeah, I, I'm def- I definitely still want Nuno as a manager. There's no, no doubt about that. But uh, I do hope that we start getting a couple of wins soon again, though, because we're 10 points clear of the drop at the moment. Fulham still have a game in hand uh, Thanks to Lewis Dunk last night, I think it was a. It's very close to having us getting a bit worried, but I think after we got the points and that state level as well, of course, uh, West Brom getting smashed by five against Man City was also perfect tonic yeah. what we needed at the moment. But yeah, no, I think I think we'll be okay this season. We need need to play a striker in every game, no matter who we're playing. That's that's my one. Uh, my one hit at the moment with the Wolves. I remember we went to Liverpool this season. We didn't break. We didn't play a striker. I think we played the same front three. Absolutely dreadful going forward. Like no, no, no cohesion up top with anyone. And like we need a focal point up there. And I think that that can be William Jose. I'm really happy with the signing of him. And I think he's a he's a really good option to have for the rest of the season and hopefully provide a bit of competition for him and as when he comes back. Fingers crossed, man. Hopefully we can see him grab his first Wolves goal at the weekend as well. Kieran, it's been fantastic having you on, mate. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to jump on the final word and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again soon, man. All right, thanks, Dave. No worries, mate. See you later. Well, big thanks to Kieran as well. Another uh, two Kierans on already, but both talking uh, good sense uh, and some some good opinions so far about what's, uh, what's happened over... Uh, the last 24 hours or so, uh, lots of uh, good comments as well. Richard, he said, did we go for Maitland-Knowles in the summer? We certainly did. Um, and that's why it's interesting that it looks like he has been uh, made uh, available for loan as well. Uh, we're going to jump on to our next guest now. Again, it is Talking Walls. Very own Mr. Tom Parker. Tom, good day. How's it going, man? Yeah, nice to see you. How's, uh, how's everything going? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Uh, Wolves finally getting a clean sheet. Uh, a decent point on the road at Chelsea. Uh, what was yeah. your What was your stance on it? I think you know a lot of people would have been disappointed that we didn't attack them, but others, I'm I'm quite surprised at the uh, reaction. A lot of people uh, were happy with yesterday's performance. Yeah, I thought uh, for me it was it was very much sort of getting back into the sort of the system that we prefer. I think we look so much more comfortable with five at the back. Um, <clears throat> And particularly with the the right and left channels that we get exposed so often with the four at the back. Um, so I think that I think the main thing is really sort of solidifying and make sure we keep a clean sheet. Um, and I think that that well, I mean, it was pretty obvious from the outset that that was going to be uh, the case. I thought it was quite a cagey game at points, but I thought that we dealt with uh, Havertz and Ziyech really well. Uh, particularly, um, I was looking at some of the analysis of two calls forward play when in possession. 
and it was um, it was really interesting to see that they sort of went with a, a three two three two four one uh, formation, very sort of high press. He's sort of what he did similarly to what he did at PSG, Thomas Tuchel with the four two four. Um, but I don't think he really has a place to do that, Chelsea. But uh, Ziyech and Havertz were, were kept relatively quiet. Uh, he had a few bursts, Havertz, the, particularly the one that sticks out to me the most, was probably in the first half when he got the ball around 30 yards out, managed to drive into the penalty area. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was probably one of the more worrying passages of play defensively. I thought we were quite passive. Midfield was beaten quite easily. And Connor Cody as well was very slow to sort of react. Um, and then obviously the header in the last minute, which... Uh, ironically, was uh, blocked by the the man who's got into uh, score goals. So, uh, yeah, no, interesting. It was, uh, it was. I was very, very happy with the defensive performance. I thought we were superb. I thought Nelson Semedo had another really, really good game, um, despite being switched from the right to the left. I think he looked comfortable on both sides. He was our best outlook going forward if we had to break out as well, uh, considering we were playing with such a low block. Um, so yeah, it was. Um, it was, it was an impressive performance. I thought Kilman as well was really, really good. Uh, I think someone I think someone had said it. I think it was you said it earlier on. I, I just caught it as I was uh, getting onto the video. Um, that, you know, he hasn't really put too much of a foot wrong when he's played. Yeah. Uh, he's been very impressive for a player that was, what, playing for Maidenhead. Um, you know, no experience of even Championship League One or League Two football before he signed. Uh, and, and he's jumped straight into Premier League and Europa League football from last season. And he's looked really comfortable. He looks good in possession. His positional awareness is very expensive, uh, expensive, very impressive. Um, it will be expensive in the next five years. Um, and yeah, I think he's a good physical presence to have in there. I think that if we were to switch back to a four, I think him and Bolly or Saiz and Bolly would be the, the ideal partnership in there, really. Yeah, I mean, uh, he used to play futsal as well, if you didn't know. Um, really? Oh, apparently you can speak yeah. Russian as well. Yeah, <laughs> they're your fun facts for you today. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was solid. Like you said, Tomato, could you argue that was one of his best Wolves performances? Or it was definitely up there, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Um, I thought he dealt with hudson Adoy really well and Pulisic as well when he came on. I thought that, that might be a potential route uh, to get a goal. Um particularly when he came on it, obviously we had a tired defence at that point. There was a few hairy moments, but I thought that on the whole, he dealt with it really well. I think probably his biggest weakness is when players sort of cut inside. Uh, thanks, Richard. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time anyone's said that. Um, <laughs> normally I get the Harry Potter comments and that's it. Um, You've had a few of them. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Trust Wolves fans to be creative, eh? Um yeah, no, I think I think it was uh, overall it was an impressive performance. But I think sometimes he needs to maybe. Uh, uh, I think his biggest improvement needs to be when players cut inside. He can be uh, he can be a little bit vulnerable when players cut inside because he he tends to be so quick to close down that players can catch him using uh, he, they can shift their momentum quite easily because he's such a powerful runner. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, I totally mean, agree with Honoré as well. There, yeah. best Wolves channel. I need to agree with Harry there as well. <laughs> oh, thank you, Harry. Thank you, Harry. Appreciate that. Um, an interesting one here. We're not really spoke about, obviously, Tuchel uh, joining Chelsea because I think a lot of us were worried uh, with him coming in right before the game that, well, I say worried because, you know, it was expected that Chelsea were going to have that new manager bounce. Uh, when a new manager comes in and teams just seem to, you know, hit the ground running really quickly. I think Wolves are fairly fortunate that 
he'd sort of had less than 24 hours with with the team yeah. really and he could have gone either way but do you think Wolves you know he obviously had a plan and you know they're talking about all oh, two call ball 800 odd passes and so on but you know that he needs to get them to create more clear-cut chances surely because yeah. Wolves aren't going to be the only team that sits back like that if teams are watching that like your Burnley's your Palaces and whoever Fulham's watching that they're going to think sound we'll do the same then yeah, I think one of the th- one of the things about the, the appointment that I was quite surprised with is Tuchel has never struck me as a particularly uh, I don't know how to word it maybe astute. He's 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 a manager that has had uh, in recent years in particular he's been blessed with a, a very good PSG squad in what is uh, a, not a very competitive league. And what I would say is in terms of European football, they've always sort of struggled defensively. Um, no season coming in strong there as well. The com- <laughs> I'm getting all the compliments today. Everyone wants a bit of everyone wants to shout out. Um, you want Potter Cam on? There you go. Look, there we go. We've got Solo there. <laughs> well, there, uh, I can't, I don't know, I don't know what to do for a celebration. Maybe a bit of a wave of a wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if they have another, if you have another game at Molyneux, I'll come down and bag yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be in. Celebration. Mate, you'll be in. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, what was the question again? Too cool. Yeah, so I'm getting sidetracked here with all the uh, all the all the ego boosts. So. Um, to be honest, I'm I'm intrigued to see how he's going to do because in a league that's as um, demanding in terms of defensive capabilities, I think he hasn't had that much at PSG. You think PSG struggled defensively quite a lot, despite the players that they had. Um, granted, they've never been blessed with good fullbacks. Um, I think fullbacks always been a, a weakness, and he does have good fullbacks at Chelsea, so that could be uh, a potential weakness that he that he sees. Ah, oh, Finners, no, <laughs> reminds me of the reminds me of the girls at high school. Finners, you've given me some PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in all fairness, it, I'm 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 a bit mixed on it. It could go one of two ways. I don't think he's a particularly outstanding upgrade upgrade on Lampard. Um, but I think that he's definitely got the capability to get the best out of the attacking players that Chelsea have. If he decides to go for a front four or with Kai Havertz as a 10 and a front three in, uh, in front of him, it really depends. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see how he does with the players that he's got because the front four that he had at PSG was unbelievable. I mean, Icardi and Mbappe up front with Di Maria and Neymar either side is, is pretty ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. So... It'll be interesting to see how he does. I don't think he'll win a Premier League with Chelsea. Uh, this could come back to bite me, um, but I don't think I don't think he's got it in him to be able to compete against uh, Klopp, Guardiola. Um, I just I, 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 <laughs> mm, maybe maybe we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think he's quite up there. He struggled at Dortmund. Uh, he, he was really good in his first season. But again, you know, most managers tend to do wellish with Dortmund finishing second. That's basically where they finish most of the time. So, yeah, interesting appointment. Uh, but in terms of from a Wolves perspective, I think we dealt with the, the situation really well. I thought I don't think they were Chelsea were particularly outstanding. Um Obviously, the possession was a little bit embarrassing to look at, but we came for a point. We got a point. That's the difference, you know. We came for we went for a point in Manchester United and we lost. Uh, we came for yeah. we, we we came for a point at Chelsea and we got the result. And for, to be fair, if you'd have someone had said to you, you know, we'll take four points off Chelsea this season, I don't think many much people, yet. I don't think many people complain about that. So uh, yeah, 
Um, quite an interesting one today. Uh, obviously, when we had the the ups and downs of Nuno over the last couple of weeks, and I was questioning people if Nuno went, who would be brought in, and no one could really give me a solid answer, to be honest. Um, and this is one I want the chat to get involved in too. Uh, Talk sport today, obviously having the topic of Rafa Benitez. Simon Jordan thinks yeah. he would be a fit at Wolves. Now, looking at Benitez, obviously this is. Totally off topic, by the way, but looking at Benitez, he plays defensive football very similarly to how Nuno, to how Nuno does, really. So, you know, yeah. if, if Nuno were to ever go or went this summer and Benitez came in, surely fans aren't expecting us to play expansive attacking football. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I've seen a lot of people in the comments saying, oh, yeah, I'd love this and, and this and that. Um I think his pedigree speaks for itself. I think he did very, very well with very limited resources at Newcastle. Um, granted, we're not massive spenders. You know, we are very much a club that sells before we buy. Um, a lot of people will talk to the the fact that, you know, we've spent a lot of money on Silva, Samedo, but let's not forget we sold Jota and Doherty before we, uh, before and as we were signing those players. So it is very much a... Uh, um, a sort of, you know, we have to generate funds. So I, I don't know whether Rafa Benitez needs a bigger budget, but um, I don't know. I think he would do well with the group of players we've got, considering how well he did with the Newcastle team that he had. But yeah, like you say, it, it's a very similar style of football, compact, organised, uh, tends to play with a low block more on the counter-attacking side of football, which is what we've been playing anyway for the past few years. So I don't understand really what sort of difference it would make. I think the biggest difference is, of course, his experience and his tactical nous that he's developed over many years. He's won a Champions League. You know, um, he, he's managed some of the biggest clubs in the world. He's he's a fantastic manager. Uh, so he deserves to be up there. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I, I'd I'd like to stick with Nuno for now. I think we need to. I think when clubs need to stop. Uh, making the same mistakes. We don't want to become like another sort of Arsenal fan TV or, you know, another Arsenal and, and hound out uh, a manager and then realise that actually the grass the grass wasn't greener on the other side. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think Richard's got beef with Rafa because he said, if Rafa came in, I'd walk away from Wolves and become a Baggies fan. I don't, that's very strong words. I don't even, to be honest, we could appoint Steve Bruce and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't switch over to the Baggies. So, I don't know what I don't know what Rafa's done to uh to Richard. Poor um, Richard l- looking obviously looking ahead uh, to the game against Palace, Tom. Um, a yeah. lot of people wanting us to probably stick with that back five. What changes would you make ahead of that game? Um, to be honest, I, I think the front three didn't really work. I think we've tried Pedences a false nine several times. Um, I think it just lacks a bit of co- it lacks a bit of continuity with the midfield. Um, I think that we need someone that the midfielders can at least have the ball to stick up to. The ball wasn't sticking last night. We found ourselves getting conceding possession so many times just from turnovers, from not having anyone up front that could really keep the ball and bring others into play. So I think William Jose, for me, has to start. Um, I think Crystal Palace defensively uh, can be susceptible, uh, particularly to sort of players on the quicker side. So I think if we can have someone uh, who can keep the centre-backs occupied and make use of their their fullbacks, Crystal Palace's fullbacks, who haven't been the best defensively. I think Pedence, Neto, Adama, as as a three in behind, maybe. Do we start four at the back? That's the real question. Um, I think Nuno will stick with a five. Uh, if that is the case, I think three four three. I think Jose in the middle, 
Um, I think Pedence and Neto either side because Adama didn't really impress me uh, mm-hmm. against Chelsea. Uh, very frustrated, caught a frustrated figure really, Traore. But at the same time, when he got the ball, he didn't really do much with it. So <clears throat> I can understand his frustrations about us maybe not being as attacking. But yeah, his creative output needs to be higher if he, if he wants to really start pushing for a move away because he hasn't done much to to really warrant any him getting frustrated anyway. So. Yeah, I would go with Pedence, Neto and William Jose. I think I'd stick with Neves and Dendonka. And I'd probably stick with the same back five, but I'd probably switch Semedo over to the left and have Hoover on the right. Yeah, yeah. I think that, um, I mean, if 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 it's uh, correct that Inori isn't going to be fit for the game, I think that's the lineup Nuno probably will go for. It'll be interesting to see who he drops, if he, who he drops out of the, that front three. Um, I, I think Pedence and Adama have both got cases to start. Um, so it'll be, be intriguing to see who he goes with. Tom, it has been uh, great to have you on as normal, mate. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you on the fans react for the Palace game. And uh, definitely, I mean, you, you've been doing loads of written content for us as well. So yeah, talkingwalls.co.uk, you can check out Tom's stuff as well. Tom, nice one. I'll catch you soon, man. Awesome. Take care, everyone. See you, mate. Right then, guys, uh, we're moving on to our next guest. To confuse you all again, we've already had two Kierans and we've had... Two Toms now. We've got another Tom. I, I mean, I probably should have done it. Tom Kieran, Tom Kieran, or, you know, to, to make it up a little bit. But uh, we've got Mr. Tom Rouse, the old golden black, back on YouTube, Tom, um, doing your Wolves content again. It's great for you to, to be back. Um, Giving the people what they want, Dave. <laughs> I mean, is that is that a sign that Wolves are, are impressing you recently? Are you back in love with Wolves after recent no. performances? <laughs> Not, not at all. It was it was actually a couple of comments that you sent me from uh, the last final word that was the final uh, push to make me go back to doing Wolves content. But I thought I'd try and do something different for the last six months or so. And, you know, it was made quite clear by the lack of interest that people like to watch my Wolves opinion. Uh, and I was just getting a little bit annoyed about the the vitriol that was seen on Twitter. I haven't watched much Wolves YouTube, to be honest, over the last couple of weeks, but I wanted to make sure that my sort of, I mean, hopefully I put across quite a balanced view uh, and quite a realistic view of what I've seen. Uh, And I thought that it was needed for me to, to come back without sounding really big headed. But yeah, as I've just seen Michael Bibb uh, is on there, you know, somebody needs to be the ying to Michael Bibb's yang. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, it's always, uh, it's always good to have obviously more people giving their thoughts uh, on what's going on. I think the the world's YouTube scene as a whole is, is is healthy. It's doing well. So Mm. um, I'm glad to to see you back. Uh, Last night's game, then nil, nil draw against Chelsea. Uh, that was, I know you're a big advocate of the back four, but that was a back five masterclass by Nuno almost, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like um, we've seen so many times where the the main aim of the first half or the first hour of the game is just to stay within arm's length. And even if we're one goal down, you still back us to score if we needed to. Um, I think that we, we lacked that cutting edge up front yesterday, but the I mean, to get a clean sheet away at Chelsea, regardless of the form that you're in, I think is a good, uh, you know, good game that we played. We went out to to make sure that we didn't concede, and we did that. I don't think we went out to try and nick a one nil at all. I think we genuinely played for a nil nil the whole way, and you know, mission accomplished really. We, and I think we defended really, really well. I thought Kilman was my when Glenn Hodder was contemplating who to give man of the match to. I was, I was saying Kilman, Kilman, Kilman. But that 
he did as soon as I was thinking that he did make one slight error which led to a bit of a chance for Chelsea but I thought he was exceptional and there's been a couple of calls on this podcast previously for people for Kilman to have a go I thought he was excellent yesterday I thought he looked really assured I didn't think I didn't like how you had him and uh, a Norley on the first half I thought that we looked really weak but um when Samido went over that side, I think that was his best game. I think it was widely, you know, uh, on Twitter, everybody was saying how it was definitely his best game. Uh, and I think it was because of him moving over to the left-hand side, which I didn't think would work, but looked pretty good. You know, there's still a lot of uh, inexperience in the Wolves team. I mean, you saw that with Hoover as well, a few loose passes and stuff. They will get better. And that, that was a big result for them and their confidence in the next few weeks. And we'll see that now hopefully, as we move on to a winnable game on Saturday. Yeah, let's hope so. I, I said the same thing, especially that first half. You've got two fairly inexperienced players on that left-hand side together. And eight Nori just, I don't know what it is in recent weeks, he's just not cutting it for me. I just don't think, mm. I know he, he looks like he's comfortable on the ball, but at the same time, he's not comfortable on the ball. Like he looks, you yeah. know, he's got the tricks and stuff, but he just seems too loose. He just seems like he doesn't know what to do with it at times. Um, mm. But like you say, Samedo, I think that one of the best things about his performance was that he showed he can defend because <laughs> I think we yeah. haven't seen that enough from him. But he he did. I know they got in a couple of times in behind, but I think he covered quite well. You could argue possibly that first little collision he had right at the start of the second half. I thought this is going to go VAR. They're going to give a pen for this, aren't they? But <laughs> I, I felt he yeah. defended quite well and, and did well overall, didn't he? Yeah, I was very pleased because he has, I think, well, of all the players we've signed, he's been the most criticised uh, since Jesus Vallejo, I think. There hasn't been anybody who's come under such criticism because of the, the big fee that he came in for. And then he comes from Barcelona. So you expect, you know, a, an amazing player. But he's come from a, a league that's not very competitive, where you've got two or three competitive fixtures a year. Uh, and then now every single game, you know, for him now, he's like it's such high pressure. It's difficult to gauge, though, which games are going to be harder and not harder because of the, the not being crowds there and stuff. I think that, I think it's really difficult for him to have come in this season. I think he's doing OK. His, his position and stuff has been awful at times. He's been... Uh, you know, we've seen the mistakes he's made have been very high profile. Like you give away a penalty against Fitter in the last minute, people are going to talk about it for weeks, aren't they? Whereas if yeah. you give away, if you give away a couple of fouls against other teams, they're overlooked. So he's getting better. I think he'll be okay in the long run. I think it's just, uh, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago as well, it does seem as if he's really low on confidence and had. You know, had the fans have been in the stadium, we'd have had a song for him after two or three games. Even though he he hasn't been great, but the you know the profile of the signing, he'd have got some kind of song. He's got a name that ends in O as well, which is always helpful when you're making songs for players. So I'm hopefully this is a bit of a corner turn as well. It was nice to see how versatile he was as well, playing left and right back during a game and coping well with the change at halftime. Yeah, definitely. And it's a good point. Like, I was worried because there were some people that were disappointed with how we played. But I was worried after we did the video, we'll put any content out. I thought there was going to be pelters again. But I think I'd probably say 90% of people that had commented yeah. were pretty positive about the result. I think they sort of understood going into the game that we needed to go back to what Nuno and Wolves knew. And mm. we needed at least get a clean sheet in this game. So I, I was quite surprised how sort of understanding people were. But 
I think the pressure's mm. on Saturday now. I said it last yeah. week against Crawley. Obviously, that result got a lot of stick. And I said, well, you know, we are through to the next round. Let's judge mm. Wednesday's performance. But now, you know, we've done our job now. <laughs> the pressure's on Saturday, I think, because if we drop points there, people are going to look back against Chelsea. You know, we were absolutely crap at Chelsea, actually, you know. So, yeah, yeah I think to uh we really need to go for it would you start with a similar sort of shape or do you think Nuno could go with the back four I I would start with the same shape just because we seem better defensively with it I think we'll only concede a goal whereas when we're playing four at the back it looks like we could easily concede two or three um so I would yeah and even though with the front players uh I would start with the front three with a the wider players, I thought Neto and Podence. It was really nice to see Podence back yesterday. Nobody was expecting that, I don't think. We all sort of thought he was a couple of weeks away. Um, but I would definitely start with uh, Jose in the middle. I liked his, he had a physical presence, even though he didn't really do a lot yesterday. You could see how big he is. Yeah, six one or six two or something, which is even bigger than Jimenez. I, I think he looks pretty good in the air. He was able to hold the ball up and battle against the centre backs, which Fabio and uh, Catrone don't do so I would be well hopefully he's had a good couple of week um couple of, uh, couple, sorry good couple of days now training with the rest of the team and sort of gets to know roughly how we play but I think he he's definitely positive and I mean he was just mentioned now Traore I thought he was awful last night again and if somebody comes in with a bid for him in the next couple of days <clears throat> whatever it is Take it because you're going to get nothing for him in the summer because people are really going to work out how how little he contributes to a team. What what would what would be the minimum genuinely you would take for Adama if a bid came in? The lowest that I would accept now, yeah, right now would be about fifteen million, ten to fifteen million. How much? I, I knew. It <laughs> um, really, that low? Yeah, be, yeah, because you right. Forget that. Forget. What he did last season. Look at look at what he's done in the last year. Thirty eight games now, no assists. You can't count that winning a penalty against uh, whoever it was. Who was it? Brighton. 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 You can't. FPL you can't take that. That's not an. It's not an assist. That's not an assist. And he hasn't scored a goal in the Premier League. Yes, he scored one against Palace in the in the cup. But I mean, that's a pot shot from outside the box against a keeper playing what his first game for the club. It it was a good goal. It was a good goal. But you. But in, if you're talking about Premier League. And looking at his statistics, if you were another team looking at him, you think, well, he's not worth more than ten million. Yes, he's got his pace, and yeah, we saw that last season. You know, when he had Jimenez to cross into, there was a lot of goals. I think nine assists was it that he got last season, something like that. Um, and yeah, he did. He made a huge difference last year. He made more of a difference in the Europa League uh, than the Premier League last year. I felt. Yeah. So I. I mean, I, who was going to want to buy him anyway? Because the the teams in the summer that were linked, like Liverpool and Juventus and all those sort of teams, are not going to be looking at him now thinking, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to be worth fighting for and paying 60, 70 million for. They're going to think, we could probably get him on the cheap. His contract's running down. Let's just you know, put a speculative bin, bid of 10 million. And if I was Jeff Shee, I'd be accepting that at the minute and trying to invest it somewhere else in the team. Oh, no, I, I can't. I can't see us, and I wouldn't accept making a loss on him because I think he, I think he has done. I know this season, mm. like you say, quite, but I think last season alone does warrant him being worth an okay amount of money. Look, I, I think he relied a lot upon him and his last season, but he is he's hit and miss at the moment. Obviously, his head is elsewhere at the moment, but I just feared it could be it could be a jotter like situation if he goes, you know, and I, hit the ground. I'd be, and I'd be very. 
I'd be very surprised if that was the case. I, I, it's taken a lot of Nuno's time and effort to turn him into the player that he was last season. I think he sort of reduced that amount of support for Nuno, uh, for Traore this season, and it's really obvious. Um, you know, I think I can't remember what I heard it on, but like uh, Nuno wants now to be able to move Traore and Neto, you know, between wings, and he's used the sort of well, Neto's not ready enough; he's not strong enough on his right foot to be able to do that. But I think it's more that. Traore has to play on the right side because he's, I mean, he's ineffective at best on that side at the minute, let alone letting him go to the other side of the pitch where Nuno's not constantly in his ear. That's something that we've not seen uh, though because of watching the games on the telly. You know, when we were at the games, particularly with my seat, you could see Nuno yeah. all the time and he was constantly telling Traore every move to make. And you've, there's so many times where he's just so static watching the yeah. play go past him where you see... I was just watching yesterday the movement of the back four. And I know that he's not in the, oh, sorry, the back five. And, you know, he's, they're all constantly move. They're all on the move all the time. And then there's Traore standing still waiting for the ball to feet. He just doesn't fit into the way that we play. And uh, I, I mean, I can't give you a name of somebody who I, I would say is better than him, who could come in and improve the team. But I just think from a financial point of view, we've got to cash in because he's, he, his value will just get worse and worse over the next year. A lot of people in the chat. I mean, Harry said, have you been on the, have you been on the stores? <laughs> on the Elvis juice before he come on the show. Moldy <laughs> um, said, homeschooling is getting to Tom. 15 million, having a laugh. Moise Keane oh. just went to PSG for 30 million. Well, I don't know. I, don't think... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't see anybody putting a bid for him at the moment, is my point. And I don't think Wolves want to sell him, though. I don't think Wolves want to sell him. Well... <laughs> he's not offering anything <laughs> so that's he's not even like you know like last season when he wasn't playing well but he'd still have a couple of amazing runs and you think oh okay yeah like he'll, he'll do something good um who's it Bayless on the 77 club always calls yeah. him like uh Deontay Wilder you know he'll be terrible <laughs> he'll be terrible for most of the match but then he'll do one thing that's amazing he doesn't do that anymore either and he looks completely distraught as well I don't know if you spotted as the game finished yesterday they panned across the sort of bench and he was sat with his head down and looking pretty miserable. After what was a really good point for the team, I don't think he's invested in the team as much as he was previously. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. It's, it's obvious that his head is elsewhere. I think um, mm. I think even The Athletic put something in a story about it sort of end of last year about, you know, there was, uh, he wasn't happy and he felt Nuno wasn't playing him towards the start of the season because he wouldn't sign a new deal. Strange how that's gone really, really quiet. There's been nothing on that. And it was so highly reported that he mm -hmm. was going to sign a new contract to Wolves. Um, there's another player as well he's, whose contract's really out. End of the season, Romain says his contract's out up. And it's, I'm very surprised that that's not been renewed yet either. I mean, again, they're players who have got value in the market. So you wouldn't just let them run their contracts down. Sace's value now wouldn't be too much like there's no point trying to sell him now whereas Troy or if his contract's up in the summer then there is a little bit of value to him um so I think I reckon Sace would sign again though I think Sace is pretty comfortable being a kind of player who drops in and out of the team and has that versatility to play in midfield and to play in the back three but you know like I mean I'm sorry to refer to football manager again but I've been playing it a lot recently <laughs> he's the kind of player who you would keep in the squad but you would have somebody come in the summer to replace the, his level of yeah. quality, similar to like Cody. Now you wouldn't you wouldn't want to sell him because of his value in terms of a leader, but you would have a better centre back in your squad. But because Nuno wants this eighteen man squad max, 
that they're, they're players who will be shipped off. Whether that, and I think it would be a shame because I think Sace has got value. I think we could sell him for a fair fee. Don't let me put a number on it because somebody will uh, <laughs> slap me off. Well, I agree. I, I think I mentioned it in one of the, the last transfer videos that because he was out of contract, I'm very surprised because I felt like he had been half decent this year and he'd worth a contract extension. Mm-hmm. And someone said, yeah, but if we want to go to the next level, surely you've got to be looking at better defenders than him. And I said, yeah, fair enough. But surely his value his value as a player is worth more than just letting him go for nothing. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, he'd be, be somebody who's in the 18-man squad for me next season, every game. You, not necessarily playing all the time, but you certainly add into the team. Yeah, and, and again, so without seeing him much in a midfield role, which has surprised me, you know, mm-hmm. it, Interesting to see if uh, we ever go down that route again. Um, but Tom, it has been a pleasure jumping on again and uh, speak to you on the final word. Hopefully we'll speak to you possibly after the game against Palace. Hopefully it's a win. Um, school yeah. prediction before that game? Oh, uh, I don't like making school predictions. So. <laughs> we'll, uh, I th- I'm feeling quite positive though after the game yesterday. So let's, let's hope for a win. Let's hope for a win. Perfect. Thanks a lot, mate. And I'll uh, I'll chat to you at the weekend, hopefully. Cheers. Cheers, mate. See you later. Bye-bye. So once again, folks, thanks a lot for listening to The Final Word on Chelsea Neil Wolves Nil. If you've got any comments about what was spoken about on today's podcast, be sure to let us know uh, on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. I really do appreciate your ongoing support. And uh, fingers crossed, we will get three points against Crystal Palace and we'll have the final word on Palace versus Wolves uh, sometime on Sunday. See you guys very, very soon.